craziest story I've ever heard about someone getting kicked out of a band. You saw this uh, posted on social media yesterday, Jim, mm-hmm. and your jaw dropped. Yeah, I had to rub my eyes. Here's a uh, hardcore band. This is like the like the screamo kind of music. And these guys perform? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Hardcore band that is based in Tennessee. They're called Lorona. And the lead singer of the band, Diego, has been kicked out because of something he did to another bandmate who goes by the name of Six. So Six is dating a girl. He's actually engaged to her. Her name's Caroline. Now... The lead singer of the band, Diego, apparently obsessed with Caroline. So he came up with a plan to get Caroline all to himself. <laughs> How do you even think of this? this? These guys aren't, they're not making enough money off of music just to have no other job. They, no, they're, they're a small band. Small time indie, band. Total indie, like a thousand followers. They're not big at all. Diego also has a side job where he's working at a uh, nutrition supplement store. Yeah. And he has been giving six all sorts of free pre-workout stuff, supplements, protein, powders, potions. He's like, here, man, I get this stuff free from work. Uh, it's samples, so it's been opened already. Just go ahead and use it. It's it's on me. What Six didn't know is he had been spiking this stuff with estrogen to try and make uh, Six. Diego wanted to make Six more feminine so his girlfriend would or fiance would eventually leave him and then Diego would be able to sw- swoop in and steal his girlfriend. The logic and to tr- it's just the most bizarre roundabout way to try to break up a relationship. There's so many ways I've heard before that that do work. This is such a crazy idea. Not to mention that it's illegal. You're poisoning your body. All the other crazy things. But just the fact that he thought that this would be the way for him to get in is insane. Yeah. Like there's no guarantee even if he does become more feminine, which was the plan, that one... Caroline is going to leave the guy. Yeah. Or two, she's going to pick you if she does. Crazy. Why not Why not you just do steroids and you get more <laughs> masks? Like, why take your buddy down? Obviously, he's not your buddy. So, Diego was dosing his bandmate Six with, with estrogen. Six started feeling sick. And he went to the doctor. He's like, I feel off. I don't know what's going on. Uh, my body's changing. Well, um, Diego got drunk and admitted to some of the other bandmates that he had been putting the estrogen in these supplements and giving them to the other guy. They have the text they message have, screenshots, yeah, too. I've seen them. a text exchange. Yeah. So yesterday, Lorona has announced they have kicked Diego out of the band. Yes. Rightfully so. And I hope the authorities were called because this is poisoning. This guy, Six, was going to the doctor saying, what is wrong with me? I'm feeling like garbage. Stomach ulcers. He said his body has changed. Obviously. He's now uh, paying off medical bills because this is down in the U.S. where Mm -hmm. you go to the doctor, it's coming out of your, your wallet, right? 
Yeah, insane. I've just, I've never heard of something like this. And even the comments on our Facebook page are saying, if this were in a movie, I would criticize it for being too unrealistic. People are truly terrifying. And it is. That's your friend. It's just psycho behavior. It is psychotic behavior. Man. Any other comments there? Everyone just (laughs) shocked that someone could do this. Why did, why did Diego go to prison? No, wait. What the heck? No, no. Pretty sure food tampering is a serious crime, says Peter. Absolutely it is. Julia says, part ways is an odd way to spell, threw him out of the band and phoned the cops. Because, yeah, it, <laughs> it was a very formal ad- address when they like put it out there. He said, we've decided to part ways. And they put the story out there, but they could have been a lot more harsh, I think. Uh, if this is the details that are released to the public, imagine the details they're keeping private. Yeah. Who knows what else he's capable of? From the Global Newsroom, Devin Peacock joins us in studio. You're telling us about this poll. I think it's a funny poll. So there's a new poll that says, uh, has found Ontario is full of very confident drivers. 84% of uh, people in this province say they're average or above average when it comes to their driving abilities. And there's where, hmm. there's where it lies the problem. Everyone thinks they're the best driver. Men are especially confident in their abilities. Uh, The Ontario Provincial Police, however, would uh, disagree with everyone in Ontario. They believe uh, driving has only gotten worse with uh, previous years being notably tragic on the roads with an increased number of crashes and fatal Hmm. crashes. So I guess if you're better than average, like only 50% of people can be better than average, technically, really. But what makes a bad driver... How many drivers out there percentage-wise are technically bad drivers, would you say? Is it 50% of people? Well, I'm a great driver, so I'd say the majority (laughs) of everyone else on the road is terrible. They're always getting in my way. I'm going to say 5%. (laughs) I'm just throwing it out there. 5% of drivers are terrible? Are visibly, if you're driving around, I think visibly Ah, terrible. No way. It's got to be closer to 25%. 25% of drivers are bad drivers on the road, I would say. I, I guess, like, they're not putting on their... There's varying degrees. There's people who are not putting on their blinker. There's people who are riding your butt. And then there's also people who are drinking and driving, smashing. It's like, there's a very big spectrum. So one of the biggest pet peeves people have about other drivers, because, again, we're the good ones, everyone else is the bad ones. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 people, I'm surprised to think that all those terrible yeah. drivers think they're good like us. Is uh, <laughs> all the people who uh, blow through stop signs. That is one of the top pet peeves people have amongst other drivers a, a pet, on the road. A pet peeve? That seems like a full-blown peeve. It's a legitimate complaint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, one thing that's been driving me nuts on the road, and I've seen it, it, like, I feel like I've seen it more in the past three months than I ever have in my life. It's people changing lanes too close or in an intersection. Mm. You know, you're going through lights and someone will pass you while you're entering an intersection, which is very dangerous. Yeah. So while 84% think they're an above-average driver, 89% are also increasingly angry or annoyed with other drivers. So <sighs> these two aren't really... So there's a lot of road rage. Can you guys imagine being one of those terrible drivers? <laughs> Honestly, I that couldn't. Thinks, that thinks they're better than everyone else? Thank God we're all so good at driving. <laughs> I'm not delusional. I'm yeah. amazing. We're pretty great. Jim, you were telling us a couple weeks ago about the movie Saltburn. Mm-hmm. You watched that with Sarah, your wife, right? Yeah, yeah. And you said it was a little 
strange. A few disturbing scenes in it. Made me throw up in my mouth a little. You described the disturbing scenes to me and said, I should watch it. I, I still haven't. I don't know if I'm going to at this point. I, I only say you'd watch it so you know what people are talking about. It's not a movie I enjoyed. I don't think it's very good. People seem to be loving it, though. A lot of salt burn fans out there. Drayton House is a 700-year-old estate in England, and it uh, it was the mansion they used as the Saltburn Mansion. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the owners have had to hire extra security staff to patrol the property because Saltburn fans are trespassing. And from what uh, we know about the movie, Saltburn fans could be a little freaky. <laughs> I could imagine, because there is some outdoor shenanigans, for lack of a better term, going on in that movie. There's also a giant hedge maze, kind of like The Shining, but it's like, I wonder if that was really on the property, or if that was CGI added in after, because I could see random strangers wanting to get in that hedge maze and get to the center of it. Yeah, that would be fun. Have you ever done a hedge maze? I've done plenty of corn mazes. I've done the corn maze as well. The Storybook Gardens. The Maze Maze, as they called them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to our Incan ancestors, yes. Uh, I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of mazes, but no hedge maze, I don't think. Mm. Well, book a flight over to the Drayton House mm-hmm. Is there England. a dead body in the center? We shall find out. Oh, spoiler alert. Whose dead body, though? Touche. I already said I'm not watching the movie. <laughs> it's not worth it. Go I saw, it you, well, you described the scene with the bathwater. Yeah, And I was like, I don't need to see that. Um, I did on my social media, though, after you gave your review of the film, a recipe popped up for salt water um, or salt burn bath water shots. And so just themed. Yeah, it's, it's all made with with alcohol and like actual ingredients, but it's made to look like the bath water from the movie and if you know what we're talking about does not sound appetizing to most people maybe some the water be a little cloudy a little murky a little murky in the old shot glass i want to see you time for sports with devin peacock our sports guy dev i noticed that john Tavares, toronto maple leaf has been playing on the third line and it doesn't seem that they're moving him back up. Is this a demotion for Tavares? I don't think it's a demotion. If you're looking at uh, numerically in terms of the lines, yes, it is an obvious demotion. But in terms of uh, what it means for the team, what it, the opportunities it creates for uh, Tavares, I don't view it as a, a demotion. So what happened was a couple weeks ago he was sick, Max Domi. Took his spot on the uh, second line. Tyler Bertuzzi uh, took his spot on the uh, power play, and they fit. They clicked. They started to play really well together. So when he came back, he was on the third line with Nick Robertson and Bobby McMahon, and they fit. They kind of clicked. And over the past couple of weeks, the uh, Leafs have been on a real streak. They won the five games that uh, Morgan Riley was suspended for, but then they kept winning the two games after that. And when you look at the Leafs lineup right now, it's a bit more balanced because what Tavares on the third line allows him to do is not be against the other team's top 
units. He can go against the other team's third lines, the other team's fourth lines, and John Tavares is not your average third liner. He's still an extremely talented player, so you allow him to create, you allow him to work with uh, two young guys who have a lot of energy. I think it is something that maybe has unlocked uh, a bit of a piece for the the Leafs uh, roster here going into the playoffs. It's a really, really interesting element uh, for the Leafs. I'm, I'm kind of excited about it. Well, I'm very happy for you and all the Leaf fans out there. It's all coming together at the right time, uh-huh. and I think we can officially say... Plan the parade! <laughs> a third-liner's taking us home! <laughs> it's not a guarantee... Let's not don't don't get the entire Leaf Nation hating me on this one. All right, a little extra depth. <laughs> it's extra depth. It's a trade at the trade deadline without moving any pieces. How about that? <laughs> Pains me to think that I may never be able to go to Wendy's again because if they go ahead with this, I don't know if I can support the business model. Yeah. Wendy's wants to start an Uber-like surge pricing model in 2025. Now, if you're not familiar with what that is, surge pricing, it's a popular term in the last few years. Basically what happens under this test that Wendy's may do in 2025, burgers, Frosties, and other menu items will have, quote, dynamic prices, costing more during times of increased demand. So if a combo, a single bacon deluxe combo was $15 now, uh, if they did this surge pricing thing, during noon it could cost $20, maybe $25, depending on how busy the drive-thru is at the time. No way. That's what they're saying, because on New Year's Eve, they're... They're quote or citing Lyft and Uber, and what happens is like you try to call an Uber for a ride home on New Year's Eve. There's thousands of people calling, so yeah, they yeah. can, b- based on supply versus demand, they can charge you an increased amount, and that's how it works. And if there's no like, if it's four in the morning and everybody's already home, the price goes down. So if you went to go buy a burger, it would be cheaper. Yeah. That's, it's ridiculous. It, the concert ticket thing is another example of the surge pricing. Mm-hmm. And people have been losing it over that. You know, you go online, if you try to buy a ticket, as soon as they go on sale, some of the tickets are costing like over $1,000 yes. when they should only cost about 110 Especially when we know there's an artificial demand. Like, obviously, concert tickets are selling, but there's an artificial demand by bots and scalpers buying them up. So if there's a lot of those guys, then the price goes up, too. I will say this right now. Any burger joint that does surge pricing, I will never eat at. What if at like 2 p.m. it went down significantly? Like, I got a feeling it's not going to get lower than the standard price right now. But if hypothetically you went at 2 p.m. instead of noon and instead of the burger costed 15 bucks, it cost 10 bucks, would that be okay? Because it sounds like they're gouging lower income people right now. But if they give them a benefit to ease congestion. Well, then word's going to get out that the burgers are cheaper than normal and every, the place is going to get busy. And then the like, and by, the time, back, I, yeah, by the time I get down there, who's to say the burgers are now five dollars more than they yeah. would have been? And do you have to have a NASDAQ app on your phone to constantly <laughs> see where it's you the need demand a ticker. is? You yeah, need a ticker yeah. going across the bottom of your phone, yeah, saying this is the price of a burger at Wendy's, here's the price of a burger at Harvey's. It's red and green, the arrows up, up and, and down. down. <laughs> that is kind of fun. No, it's not. I I won't eat I won't eat at any fast food restaurant who does this. 
this may be the best thing that ever happens to me. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to start preparing my own food. Yeah, Good. You're, you're going to be surge dieting soon here. I, I don't know how this is going to work, but I said the same thing about the DoorDashes and the Uber Eats. I'm like, well, who's going to pay $10 extra to have the food delivered when you can just go pick it up? But you're paying a, f- a fee for convenience. This helps nobody but Wendy's. Yeah. But there will still be people who will go at noon during the peak times, you Sure. Well, if you're drunk at 2 in the morning after the bar, I could see people paying whatever for a burger. (laughs) Money is no option. You wake up the next day, your wallet's empty, and you got Wendy's wrappers all over the floor. (laughs) You got surge priced, bud. (laughs) Well, it'll be interesting. So they, they haven't announced that they're doing this. They've just floated the idea. Yes, they're saying perhaps it could be rolled out in 2025. Okay, well, if that Wendy's focus group that has suggested... This could be a good business move is listening right now. It's not. We're out. I'm out. Wendy's, I've been a lifelong supporter. Don't do this to us. Dave Thomas would not be into this. (laughs) It hasn't been the best week on record for Toronto police officers in their police vehicles. There's been a couple videos going around. Yeah, it's not safe driving. In the past week, a couple stories. Here's one from Global News. Toronto police officer accused of striking pedestrian then leaving the scene, a Toronto-based law firm, The Biking Lawyer, represents cyclists and pedestrians seeking, seeking personal injury claims, posted on social media Wednesday, that a Toronto police service officer failed to stay and assist a pedestrian after hitting them with the vehicle. The uh, pedestrian wasn't seriously hurt, minor injuries, but the big complaint is they didn't, Stay at the scene and assist the pedestrian. It's, it's, it's so obvious. It's that's who you call is the cops, and they're already there. And then there's another story. You may have seen this video, where a Toronto police cruiser mounts the sidewalk, hits a, a lamp post or a light post, and knocks it right over. <laughs> it looks like a beginner driver because they were turning right and they just don't stop turning right. <laughs> So they turn right, 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 then hop over the sidewalk, boom, into the lamppost. And it's broad daylight, and there are multiple people walking by, and it like goes falls right in between where people would have been walking. Is that a rational fear that I have, or is it irrational? I, I'm often worried about lampposts or traffic lights falling on me. <laughs> While I'm driving through intersections. While you're driving, I'm going to go ahead and say that's irrational. It's Especially on a windy rare. day, you know, you, you see the traffic lights swaying in yeah, the wind a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I always go through the intersection a little bit faster. <laughs> I think you're, that's probably the most dangerous part of what's happening in that scenario. I just gun it. I you gun know? it so the lamppost doesn't oh fall boy, on me. It's windy. I hope that lamppost doesn't fall on me. Better go 120 through this <laughs> intersection. Phew, got away safe. Nah, it's not that bad, but you don't ever think about that when you're driving? I never once, no. Or if you're going past like a construction site and there's a crane, you think, oh, maybe something's going to fall on you? No, never once. Maybe I watched too many Looney Tunes cartoons when <laughs> I was younger. <laughs> too much. Don't you hate when there's a house being constructed and the one wall falls right on top of you and you just slip right between the door? Luckily, that window was there. <laughs> yeah, whoo, that was cool. No, I think pianos and safes. I'm worried about falling on me. <laughs> I mean, it's bound to happen eventually. Hey, I, if if any of those people who were near that police cruiser yeah, have yeah. the same fear as me, they're saying, I told you so right now. Now, if a Toronto police officer is running that crane, I might think differently. We've got a few messages here about people 
saying that their partners have made positive changes in them. Doug says, thanks to my wife, I do the dishes as I prepare dinner. That's a great move. It is. Clean as you go. Clean as you go. And what do you think of this? Okay. My wife's going to get mad that I'm bringing this up. I'm in. What You're do you listening? got, Taz? My wife has a habit of leaving apple cores around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a friend like this. And in her vehicle. So if I get in her vehicle to drive it and I find an apple core, I get very frustrated. Now, the issue isn't necessarily the apple core. It's the fact that I have asked <laughs> multiple times, please do not leave apple cores on furniture or in, in the cars. Mm-hmm. Yet it still happens. So it's almost, I feel like I'm being disrespected every time I see an apple this core. This is, you sound like my wife now, because if I forget to do something that she's asked me to do, she's, she thinks I'm doing it out of aggression or passive aggression to her. Like I'm purposely, purposely not locking the door to make her mad or purposely not putting the seat of the lid down on the, the, toilet. the toilet seat. She's like, at this point, you must be doing it to make me angry. I'm like, no, I'm just, I got my head in the clouds and I've got earbuds in and I'm thinking about other stuff and habits are hard to break. Yeah, well, on, on the flip side, in the morning, I will have some yogurt with some berries <laughs> and I cut the stems or the, uh, the, the leaves, the green leaves off of strawberries and I used to just throw them in the sink. And leave them there. And my wife said to me, years and years ago, she said to me, before we were married, she said, it drives me nuts when I see the strawberry tops in the sink. And guess what I did? What'd you do? I stopped leaving them there. Yet apple cores <laughs> all over the Is place. Is this something she's been doing since she's a child, though? You know, it might be one of those deeply ingrained... I, I, but I hear you because I don't like the look of the apple core. It starts turning brown. It starts right. shriveling up. It's a, it's a, it honestly makes me uncomfortable to see that. I don't like it. Yeah. Same with the banana peel. Some people are very comfortable with them turning black around them. Not me. I'm not a fan. No. Occasionally a fruit fly buzzes by. I'm not a fan. But those ingrained things, those little things are hard to change. Should I just let this slide at this point and just get used to the fact that I'm going to be seeing apple cores in my life as long as I'm married? I don't know what the next strategy is. How much of a problem is <laughs> Well, I think I've escalated it here by yeah, bringing it up I'm on saying. the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing about apple cores... If she doesn't get the message at this point... <laughs> I think I just got to accept the apple cores. Yeah, yeah. Just change the background of her phone to you holding an apple core and doing the finger wave. I don't think that would go over no? well. No? Okay. I'm just and I don't think. think this is going to go over well. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there, Jim? I've just never seen you this nervous before. Please, nobody like, tell my wife <laughs> that we were talking about the apple core issue in our home. Hopefully she's getting the kids ready right now. Yeah, I am, I'm picking up my phone, looking, see if she's texting you're me. Like, you're worried she's going to kill you and leave your corpse like an old apple An core. old apple <laughs> core rotten in the, in the cup holder in the front seat of her car. It's what she does. Uh, we're talking about things that uh, you've changed or tried to change about your partner. And uh, my wife, uh, she eats apples and leaves the core on furniture or, or in the car. 
<laughs> this is gross. Taz, that's nothing. My wife leaves sink water in after washing pots and pans until it gets cold. And then I have to reach in and pull out the plug in that cold, dirty water. I don't know why, but that is one of the worst feelings, having to reach into that sink, especially if there's old pasta floating around and stuff in there. If the water's still warm, for for whatever reason, it, yeah. it makes it a little bit better. But yeah. once it gets cold... Yeah, nightmare. Yeah. Uh, there's some other suggestions. How I could send the message to my wife about the apple cores a little bit better. Yeah, here's one. Hey guys, when I was in university a long time ago, we had a roommate that didn't do his dishes, so our solution was to put his dishes in his bed to give him a little reminder when asking countless times didn't work. So my suggestion to Taz is to put those apple cores on her side of the bed. She either gets the message or she divorces you. Either way, you're free of apple cores. This isn't a deal breaker thing. It's just something that bugs me. My wife is fantastic. I can't imagine being married to anyone else. She's amazing. She's uh, just the best person I've ever met in my life. Except <laughs> for the apple core thing. Small it's just, it's thing. the uh, pretty much the only thing mm-hmm. that bugs me. Um and if that's the only thing I have to put up with, I'd say I have it pretty good. I will not be putting apple cores on my wife's side of the bed. Yeah, that's uh You're asking for trouble. Yeah, that's like that's like what they did. They put a horse head in the Godfather bed, right? <laughs> like that's like it's not passive aggressive. That's just straight up aggressive. Look at how nervous I am. I'm uh, almost shaking here. I'm so nervous about how this is going to go over at home just talking about it on the radio. I'd be terrified for my wife's reaction if I filled her side of the bed with her gross rotting apple cores. <laughs> Not talking about changing your partner, but just a little tweak here and there. I've made the terrible decision of bringing up the fact that my wife leaves apple cores around the house, and uh, I'm sure it will be an issue when I get home today. (laughs) Guaranteed. (laughs) But uh, there's many calls coming in about the apple core thing and about... Things they wish they could tweak about their partners. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hey, I uh, just want to share some stuff about uh, my partner that would drive me nuts as I heard you guys talking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my pet peeve was always anytime I would make something, uh, food or like a shake or something, she would always not eat it or drink it right away and let it sit and get either cold or, you know, if you ever make a smoothie at home, how it kind of settles and it almost congeals. Yeah, it gets too liquidy. It gets too liquidy and the bubbles get to the top. And I, and then, you know, jumping in and being like, you know what? If you're not drink it, I'm going to drink it because I don't want to waste it. <laughs> Tacos were the worst. So she's a food waster. Well, <laughs> a, a food, uh, uh, not immediately eater. <laughs> a food waiter. Waits too long. Waiter, yeah. <laughs> Well, you should take all those tacos, <laughs> throw them under her pillow and see how she reacts. Yeah, or, or the uh, drink holder in the front seat. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. Hey, it's Taz and Jim. Who's this? Uh, Mary Lynn. Mary Lynn. I, I, you know, in all fairness, um, you stopped doing the strawberry thing in the sink. And I think it's fair request that she should stop doing what she's doing because that that is slimy brown. It's disgusting. Mary Lynn, um, I thought the same thing. I I brought that up. I I've actually tabled that. Have you ever done your thing, argument? Have you ever done a thing where your phone falls between the seat 
in yeah, the car right. and the console, and you reach under and you found an old dirty apple? No, yeah. no, it's not that bad. Okay. But she will leave them uh, placed like on a piece of paper on her desk mm-hmm. or in the car in the cup holder. That's really the only yeah. places I'm seeing them. But it is it is a simple request for her to stop as you with strawberries, as her with the strawberries. Mary so Lynn, uh, can you hold on? I'm going to take down your phone number off the air. And I'm going to get my wife to call you so you can explain that to her. How do you think that oh, no. would go over? No, I don't want. No, I'm just. Thinking. Now you're. Now you're nervous. Yeah, why are you backpedaling? <laughs> For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.